$1,000 cash. In fact, over 11,000 teams that played this week all win cash and get paid out immediately on Monday, September 15th. It's a one-week league, so sign up today to play for your share of the $1 million prize pool. Plus, right now, FanDuel is giving you up to $200 free. For every dollar you deposit, FanDuel will match it up to 200 bucks. The only way to get up to $200 free is to go to FanDuel.com, click the microphone in the upper right corner, and use the promo code FOOTBALL71. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com, promo code FOOTBALL, the number 71. Hey, it's talking to Mars Man on the streets here in the Rose City at the Cascade Station location with a big group of people. Pull them aside, and I'm uh, just going to ask one simple question. When you guys go to Taco Del Mar, what do you get? Oh, yeah, got to get the Mondo every time I go. I love seafood, so I go straight for the fish tacos. You know, it's definitely a Mondo, spicy with beans. I mean, lots of beans. Do you warn the people in the office uh, after your lunch break? <laughs> How about you, bud? Chicken burrito, baby. Pile it on the queso. <laughs> That's awesome. How about you guys? I love a big mound of nachos with tons no, of No, we cheese. got that last time. Let's get the burrito this well, time. Well, only if it has lots of pico de gallo on it because that stuff is delicious. Okay, fine. And sour cream. Okay, All fine. right, I'm uh, going to stay out of this one. Uh, you guys enjoy your meal. Thanks. Hi. How you doing? When I'm feeling saucy, I get the small tacos. Yeah? Mm-hmm. You, uh, you feeling <laughs> saucy right now? <laughs> All right. Thank you. Room uh, 1103. <laughs> Made to order burritos, awesome fish tacos. With 17 stores in the greater Portland area, there's a location near you. Visit TacoDelMar.com. Taco Del Mar, where Baja lives. John Canzano here, and I'm big on family and fun, and I've got to thank Anderson Pool Works for helping my family create a lot of fun memories. We're spending a lot of time in our backyard in the swim spa, whether it's handstands with the 11-year-old or swimming laps to stay in shape, the beautiful patio, fire pit, and swim spa that we designed with the good people at Anderson Pool Works has become a focal point of our home. We've added value to our property, but I really feel like Anderson Pool Works helped me invest in my family. We're spending more time outside together. The swim spa, heated and turned into a giant jacuzzi, is therapeutic, and I taught my nephew to swim in a couple of hours in our backyard. Anderson Pool Works does water features, pools, spas, renovations, additions. They're award-winning designers and builders, and I was thoroughly impressed with them as our project moved from a wild idea into a reality. Dana and Brody Anderson and their parents, that's Anderson Pool Works. Give them a call. Get them started on a project in your backyard. Check out AndersonPoolWorks.com or call them at 503-625-5638. CCB 125440. Chaz, 46, former U.S. Army Ranger, tells us about life before and after Universal Men's Clinic. Well, I had a pretty active lifestyle in the military, you know, parachuting, shooting, swimming. When I retired in 2009, I noticed a downward trend, sleeping in late, watching a lot of TV. Since being treated at the clinic, I am definitely more motivated to go to the gym, definitely more confident with my lifestyle and my general presence, and uh, it's way better at home. It made me a better father to my kids and a much better husband to my wife. I'm Dr. Arkaki of Universal Men's Clinic. If you are always feeling tired or moody, have a difficult time sleeping, or have little or no interest in sex, you may be suffering from low testosterone. Call the Universal Men's Clinic. One simple doctor's exam could change the quality of your life. I'm probably better now than I was when I was 25. At 503-445-1900. 503-445-1900. Or click universalmensclinic.com. Portland, it's time to put the wild back in the West. The planet's toughest cowboys and rowdiest livestock collide at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum on Saturday, September 27th. It's Pro Roughstock, the country's hottest new rodeo series. Airpack, saddle, and bull rider. Tickets start at just 15 bucks. Get them at rosequarter.com. The Rose 
Force Quarterback's Office or by phone at 800-745-3000. Add some horsepower to your weekend with Pro Roughstock at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum, Saturday, September 27th. Go to 750thegame.com to enter to win football tickets. Driven by Dick Hanna Subaru. KXTG Portland. Your home of the Oregon Ducks. Now, the Frost Brewed Sports Desk Report. Powered by Coors Light. Refreshing Ducks fans all season long. 604 in the Rose City. Good evening, Portland. I'm Brian Perkins. Coming up tomorrow, Oregon is at home hosting Wyoming in college football. Ducks quarterback Marcus Mariota talked about how the team can avoid a letdown after the big win last weekend. Definitely starts in practice. You know, that, that Monday coming after, you know, a big win, you have to make sure that your team is ready to work again. I mean, you, it's only the third game of the year. You have to be prepared for anything that comes at you. So, you know, with that being said, you know, we've had a good week of practice. And I think we should start off pretty fast this weekend. Kickoff will be at 11. Complete coverage starting with the world's most refreshing pregame show brought to you by Coors Light. We'll start at 7 right here on the game. Out of the NFL, according to law enforcement, Vikings running back Adrian Peterson beat his four-year-old son with a tree branch as a form of punishment this summer. An incident that resulted in multiple injuries to the child. A warrant has been issued for his arrest. The Vikings have deactivated him for this weekend's game. Taking a look at the Major League Baseball scoreboard right now. Several games in the sixth inning going into the Seventh Marlins and Phillies knotted up at one apiece. Orioles shutting out the Indians, to, or excuse me, the Yankees two to nothing. They won earlier today as well in the first of a doubleheader. Baltimore did two to one. Going into the seventh as well, Rays edging the Blue Jays one to nothing. Top of the six, Pirates doubling up the Cubs four to two. This report is brought to you by Accent, this area's local technical staffing experts. Find them at accent-inc.com. Now traffic on the game. 205 southbound is slowly but surely recovering after those four accidents earlier today, but it's still 67 minutes from Vancouver. Vancouver down to Tualatin. I-5 northbound 27 minutes from 405 up to the Interstate Bridge. Traffic is brought to you by Subway. Subway is celebrating all September long. The Italian BMT is now a famous $5 foot long and the sweet onion chicken teriyaki is the $3 6 inch select. Subway eat fresh. Coming up next more of In the Huddle with Mike Rags. It's Seahawks at 6 as well. Tim Booth, who covers the team for the Associated Press, is going to be stopping by. The Frost Brewed Sports Desk is brought to you by cold-activated Coors Light. Refreshing Ducks fans all season long on 750 The Game and on FM at 102.7. All right, huddle up. Bring it in, guys. None of you guys are quitters and losers. Split right, 28 sweep on two. Ready? One, two, three, go! Live from the Pack West Center in downtown Portland, this is The Huddle with Mike Rags. Any quitters here? No, Powered by Frost Brewed Coors Light. Refreshing Duck fans all season long on Sports Radio 750, The Game. Now on FM at 102.7. Hard count, turns, play fake. He's going to throw. Just drops it over the top to Coleman. 10, 5, touchdown, Seahawks. What a great call. Who in this building was going to look for Derek Coleman out of the backfield? And he just scores and puts this baby away from 15 yards out. It is Seahawks at 6. We're going to dedicate the entire 6 o'clock hour to the Seattle Seahawks. We'll also get into our 4 o'clock, uh, 1 o'clock game picks uh, as well. And we want your phone calls too. 417-7575. Talk uh, the Seahawks with us. 417-7575. You know, listening to that highlight, it seems like that happened 10 years ago, that game. It does. Based on everything that's happened in the NFL, oh it was the gosh. Thursday night game. It's serious. It feels like it was last season. 
It really does. It, it, I, I almost forgot that you know they dominated the yeah. Green Bay Packers. I know one guy who probably didn't forget it as he gets Seahawks at six started. Hey, don't forget, we're asking you on today's Coors Light quick poll question. Who's the most irreplaceable player for the Seahawks this year? Is it Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch, Percy Harvin, or someone else? Meaning if one of those guys got hurt, what would hurt the team the most? We head out to uh, Tim Booth. He covers the Seahawks for the AP. Tim, I'll ask you that question. Who is the most irreplaceable player for for the Seahawks this year? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with an other, and I would probably say Earl Thomas. Um, I just think I just think so much of what they're able to do defensively is, uh, is because Earl's back there. You know, if, if they lost Russell um, or they lost Marshawn, that would be a huge hit, and they would have to change a little bit of what they do offensively. But, uh, you know, this team is still known and, and kind of built around around that defense, and, and it's to me, it all starts with, with Earl Thomas in the back. So if something happened to him, I think that would uh, that would be the most drastic blow for this team. So they gave up 255 yards to the Packers, which it does seem like a million years ago. But are, are they that good? Uh, was that an anomaly, or are they that good again this year? I, I think they have the potential to be that good. I think there's there's a few more concerns, at least at this point, um, you know, this point being week two. Uh, this year than, the, than I think there were last year at this time. And I, the two areas are kind of what are they going to do with their nickel cornerback position because uh, Jeremy Lane's now out until after the midseason point with, with a groin injury and then kind of figuring out the defensive line. The, as, as good as they were about keeping everything in front of them against Green Bay and, and really limiting that passing game from, from ever gaining anything going downfield, um, they really didn't get a whole lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers, and that and that defensive line and that pass rush is, is very much a work in progress, and it probably will be for for the first you know four or five weeks of the season. Um, but I but I think the potential is there for this defense to be as good as it was as it was a year ago. I mean, you think about how Green Bay got their points. I mean, their their, their touchdown came off of a came off of a, a you know a fumbled punt and having a short field. So um, they. The pieces are there for them to be as good defensively as, as they were a year ago, and and you kind of take a step back. And, and 255 yards doesn't doesn't sound like that great of a number, but when you look back at what Aaron Rodgers has done since he's been a starter with the Packers, it was one of the one of the worst offensive performance performances Green Bay has had. So um, so it was it was it was a good start, but I think there's a there's a few worries or concerns going forward that they that they want to try and get solved sooner than later. We're talking with Tim Booth. He covers the Seahawks for the AP. You know, I answer the question, uh, Percy Harvin, for me. I, for some reason, I think he just adds so much this year to his team after losing Golden Tate. But, you know, it's weird. It seemed like we always heard about nagging migraines, nagging injuries, and even last year obviously missed the most of the season. How is his health right now as we head into week two? We haven't heard anything about stuff like that. And I think that's, I think that's a huge positive sign. Um, he, he talked about during training camp about how he, had, he hadn't felt this good since before he got to Florida and, and was in college. Um, you know, the, the migraine issue seems to have corrected itself. It, 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 ha, it wasn't really an issue his last season in Minnesota, and it hasn't been something that he's uh, talked about uh, or having an issue with since he got to Seattle, whether it was in, in his limited time last year or, or yet this season. Um, you know, you're, you're right. Kind of those nagging little things seem to be, seem to be gone with him. And, and, you know, he sure, he sure looks like he's healthy. I mean, that, the, that, that speed element is just, it's so eye popping. And I don't, even on TV, I don't think, I don't think people get a full 
um, appreciation for just how fast he is and how how much faster he is than pretty much everyone else on the field. So um, he, 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 I, I don't disagree with what you with what you said. I think I think he would he would be a tremendous blow. But they they won they figured out a way to win last season without him. Um, but having him around, man, sure sure changes the dynamic of what they can do offensively. Uh, Tim Booth, who covers uh, the Seahawks for the AP. And you can give us a call, Seahawks. We're talking about them all hour long, 417-7575. All right, they head to San Diego this week, uh, a road game here for them. And, you know, kind of a similar team they're playing here. they got a dynamic quarterback they have to worry about shutting down, a pretty decent wide receiver in Floyd. What do you think concerns them most about the uh, San Diego offense heading into week two? I, I think it's I think it's exactly what you talked about. I think it's that passing game and – and the fact that, um, you know, if you give Philip Rivers time, he, he's going to have opportunities to try and find, find openings in that, in that defense. In, in a funny way, as, as loaded as Seattle's schedule is here at the start of the season with Green Bay, San Diego, and Denver to start off, they're all very similar teams in a way. They're all very uh, heavily based around the pass. They all like to play a little bit of a quick tempo. So in game planning for one, in a way you're kind of game planning for all three. So I don't think – the style that San Diego wants to play is going to catch Seattle by uh, by surprise or is, or is a massive change from what they did last week against against Green Bay. Um, the one upside for Seattle is that Phillip Rivers doesn't have the same movement within the pocket that Aaron Rodgers does. And so if they can get that pass rush going and get some pressure on him, he's going to, he, you know, he's going to be on the spot. He's going to be there to hit if they can get, if they can get home. So, um, but again, San Diego's, you know, offensive line is in a little bit of flux. They lost their starting center this, you know, this week went on IR with a with a neck injury. So um, I, I, I think that I think the, the the potential is there for them to make Philip Rivers' day pretty um, pretty miserable if they can if they can get that pass rush going. Tim, you know the ironic thing and the biggest problem the NFL is having right now, obviously, is their image. And, and unfortunately, or fortunately for Seattle fans, they have a guy that the NFL should be showcasing more now than ever. And Russell Wilson, I mean, talk about a straight-edge guy who's got it all together. Uh, these are the kind of images that the NFL Players Association and the NFL themselves should be pushing to the forefront now more than ever. Yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, Russell's, Russell has the image of, of – um, of the perfect clean-cut, uh, you know, gubernatorial candidate or, or presidential candidate. I mean, that's that's really how he um, how he comes across, and and it's and it's not. I, I won't say what what Russell is 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 a is a fake persona, but everything he does is by design. Everything he does is calculated. The the way he presents himself, both with the media, with his teammates, um, when he's out in public, when he's doing charity events, it's. That's who he wants. That's the image he wants to portray, and it's the image of who he is. Um, and in this time where you've got all these different uh, issues coming up, whether it's whether it's the handling of Ray Rice or or guys like Greg Hardy and Ray McDonald still playing, or mm. today with the Adrian Peterson news, um, it the, the league needs to be thankful they have a guy like like Russell who so far hasn't had any issues, and they can showcase they could they could showcase if, if they wanted to as as kind of the, um, in a way, kind of the model citizen that, they, that the league wants to have. Um, yeah, so, yeah, he, he, he probably should be getting more attention, but um, with, all this other, with all this other stuff going on, even the Super Bowl champs are getting kind of overshadowed right now. <laughs> 
Uh, Tim Booth, who covers the Seahawks for the AP, and obviously the NFL taking it on the chin all week long. You cover the NFL. Uh, we got to get your thoughts on all of this as well with the, the news, of, of course, of Adrian Peterson coming down today. We, we were talking about this could be the worst PR week in the history of the league. Uh, outside of maybe going back to when the scabs played, this is as bad as it gets for this league. Yeah, off the top of my head, I, I couldn't think of I couldn't think of a worse week. Um, and it, and it, it from, from the from the league standpoint, it couldn't be the worst time because you're coming into a season where uh, you know you've got a ton of excitement, a ton of anticipation. You have new stadium opening down in in San Francisco. You've got a new Super Bowl champ that um, everyone seems to either love or hate because of because of the way they play. Uh, you've got you had a lot of really good football stories. Um, and then just to be completely overshadowed as soon as week one ends by all this off the field, um, you know, troubles is, is just a massive PR nightmare for the league. Um, and then, so it, it, uh, it is, it is about the worst week that you could imagine. Um, I, there isn't, there isn't a PR handbook for how you handle this. If, if you're the NFL at, at some point, they've got to try and get out in front of it as much as they can. On this, I think the Vikings took the right move today by deactivating Adrian Peterson for this week. Don't don't make his presence on the field any more of a of a story or a distraction than what's already happening, um, you know, off the field with him. I thought that was a really smart move that the Vikings did, and 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 it might be a move that that the Panthers and the and the 49ers, you know, take into consideration if they want to kind of quell some of this, um, you know, some some of the 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 well of, of um, criticism that's coming their way for, for what their players did off the field too. So, um, but yeah, it, it, it's about as, as bad a week as, as I don't think you'd come up with a story to, 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 to put together this bad of a week for, for one entity like the NFL. You, you can follow him at by Tim Booth. He covers the Seahawks for the AP. Thanks for joining the show. And uh, we love uh, uh, hearing when you have to think about this win that they're going to get in San Diego, my friend. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. No problem. That, of course, is uh, Tim Booth, uh, writes for the AP. Of course, get your phone calls in now for the Seattle Seahawks, 417-7575, 417-7575. And, guys, you just got to hope Brian Walters does really well and, and you never have to worry about Earl Thomas returning upon again. Yeah, I do think we'll see E.T. out there again at some point or another, you know, maybe spot duty here or there. But Walters, put your hand up, say fair catch, catch the football. And move on. See, that's the problem with the Seahawks. The other team usually punts a lot. Yeah, with Seattle, I mean, with what they rely on is winning the field position battle. I mean, that's re- yeah. that's why they have John Ryan. He's one of the few players that was retained pre-Pete Carroll era because he can punt the ball so well and he can really get his foot into it when Seattle's deep in their own territory. And even with the offense being more efficient this year, they still want to win that field position battle. Like Tim Booth just said, how did, how did the Packers score their only touchdown of the game? An Earl Thomas fumble. It, mm. Those those types of things are, are are what, of course, all teams hate. But that's what Seattle relies on. You know, those types of things not happening throughout the game and really limiting those types of mistakes. All right, phone lines are open. 417-7575. You're in the huddle talking Seahawks. It's Seahawks at 6. We've got Dave in Vancouver. Davey, what's going on, my man? Hey, just calling in about Seahawks. So happy about them. Um. I I gotta say, my God, it's an easy no brainer who the most valuable player is. My God, the guy if we were seven and nine before we got him, 
his skill set is he he runs he runs like a shortstop when he throws the ball, and he's five ten, two oh eight, runs like Tony Dorsett, and above all else, he's got the most winning attitude I've ever seen in football. You take that out of the equation, we're basically a uh, probably a nine and seven team, but we're going sixteen and zero because leadership and winning. It's not about the player winning; it's about Russell Wilson, but probably the best player in the game today at quarterback. There's no question. And what he said about Percy, Lord have mercy for Percy. <laughs> Dave, thanks for the call. Uh, yeah, who is the most irreplaceable player for the Seahawks? Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch, Percy Harvin, or someone else? And that someone else, is, we were leaning towards uh, Richard Sherman, but we kind of went with probably anybody on defense really would be a, a hurt. Now, who make the case, uh, Ringer, for Marshawn Lynch, though. This guy is, well, they call him the beast for a reason. Well, the case for Marshawn Lynch is that you basically give him the ball and you never have to worry about anything else. They rely so heavily on the run game. If you lose him... I don't think Robert Turbin is worth a second string spot, and Kristen Michael's very unproven. Is he ever going to play? You're probably going to be using Percy Harvin to run the ball more than anybody. I'm not comfortable doing something like that. Or maybe you 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 use Russell Wilson more as a running style quarterback, which I don't think is a good idea at all. So if you if you lose Marshawn Lynch, that's a serious hit to your game. Well, and think of it this way as well: Marshawn, a hard runner. I always get nervous when he starts pushing through those piles because you wonder if he's going to fumble. Guess how many fumbles he lost last year? One. One fumble last season. In fact, since he's been in Seattle, he has only lost five, or excuse me, six fumbles with the Seahawks. I just worry about his mileage. That's all I worry about with Marshawn Lynch. That's it. Yeah, I understand that. And maybe Christian Michael is going to be the guy coming up, but he can't stay healthy. Got to stay on the field. Yeah, you got to stay on the field. And I agree with with Ringering. Look, Robert Turbin... (laughs) You know, he has a cool name. You can say Turbinator. You know, that's nice. But and let's face it. The only reason he gets drafted is because he's the handcuff for Marshawn Lynch. Exactly. You know, yeah, for, he for, almost has as many fumbles in Seattle as Marshawn Lynch You're actually does. right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. 417-7575. By the way, uh, the injury report for this weekend, Christian uh, Michael is out. Also linebacker Kevin Pierre-Lewis and cornerback uh, Tarold Simon. is. Uh, they're all out of the game. That's Ty- big. Uh, their tight end, uh, Cooper Helfit, is out too. Uh, doubtful, sorry, for a knee injury. So, uh, you know, that's your injury report. That is big. That last one is big. You're right. So, yeah, Harold Simon is big. That means that Marcus Burley is going to really have to be the guy because if you look at the last last game, only five Green Bay offensive snaps did Seattle not play nickel formation. When you go up against elite passers, that's what Seattle does. They like to play the nickel. Jeremy Lane, your best nickel player, goes out. Burley comes in, plays a significant amount of time, 25 snaps at the nickel formation last game. Looked pretty good for the most part, but guess what? He has another big test coming up. Phillip Rivers is a guy that can definitely put a ball into a tight spot, so he's going to have to uh, really step up his game. That's that's the biggest concern for me is is that, that formation for Seattle. The running attack for San Diego did not look that great last week with Ryan Matthews, and Danny Woodhead had a horrible game. Uh, they also have Donald Brown there in the backfield, so I think it's going to be, you know, do, now here's the question. Does Phillip Rivers throw Richard Sherman's way? Yes, you have to at least a couple times. You, you got to loosen up the you defense. You really do. You really do. Look, he, he's a great cornerback. He really is. He's a top five in the league, top three, maybe top two, maybe the best. I have no idea. All I know is that he's darn good, and he 
he almost shuts down an entire half of the field. And if you avoid him, that makes things a lot easier for the best safety in the game, Earl Thomas. Yeah, and if you don't throw his way and you only go at Byron Maxwell, eventually he's going to pick one of those off like he did last week. He's had Maxwell's played in like eight games. He has five picks. That's what happens when you throw to the other side constantly. It's kind of ridiculous. Part of the reason is he puts people on an island is everybody's so afraid of him. You know, it's kind of like you said, go after him. Uh, look, you know, you look at that championship game last year with uh, Colin Kaepernick waited till the worst possible moment to go after him. But uh, you get, you know, look, it's the same thing with Darrell Rivas. He said the same thing with him. They just don't throw his way, and you're you're always shutting down your best receiver. It it just there's ways to beat him. You just got to find him and go after him. Well, and this whole no, no, notion that he needs to cover the best receiver to prove that he's the best defensive back. No, Seattle has a system. They just want a Super Bowl with it. They just need to stick that way. But I don't blame quarterbacks. I mean, think of it this way. Richard Sherman single-handedly destroyed the Texans season. Like, they were about to beat Seattle. They had kind of struggled a little bit. Matt Schaub throws the pick six that sends the game to overtime last year. Um, Richard Sherman on a quick slant route, a really bad throw that Sherman's able to pick off and run back. It goes to overtime. Seattle wins, and that's pretty much it for Matt Schaub. Confidence gone. I, I mean, Richard Sherman, I don't know how he was taken so late. Right. But he is a, obviously a great player, but well, you you have to throw his way. You have to. Well, you got to credit Seattle and that organization. They got a lot of guys they got late that are stars for them right now. It's Malcolm just Smith. I mean, just look at their quarterback, too. I mean, that was a later pick than it should have been, that's for sure. Well, and, and what's funny about that is John Schneider, the general manager, wanted to take him second round, but Bobby Wagner, uh, Pete Carroll was in love with Bobby Wagner, who's turned out to be one of the best you know middle linebackers in the NFL. But he, he said, because Pete Carroll really has total autonomy. He gets to right. choose everything. Obviously, yeah. And Schneider was like, well, we, we, I really want to take Russell Wilson. We really want to take him. And Carroll's like, well, I hope he's there in the later rounds then because we're taking Bobby Wagner. Uh, 417-7575. 417-7575. Who's the most irreplaceable player for the Seattle Seahawks? Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch, Percy Harvin, or someone else? Chime in on that. You can also vote on that on 750thegame.com, part of the Coors-like Quick poll question. We'll break down and pick that San Diego-Seattle game coming up in a bit. Plus, we'll get to those 1 o'clock games as well. Help you get through week number two uh, right here in the NFL. Remember, we're your home for the NFL. That's right. You listen to the games right here on Sunday, 7.50 the game, and on your FM dial, 102.7. Now. Back to the huddle with Mike Rags, powered by Frost Brewed Coors Light, refreshing duck fans all season long on 750 The Game, now on FM at 102.7. Yeah, we're taking your calls about the Seahawks all hour long, 417-7575 in the huddle. Don't forget, after the show today, it's Friday night, which means high school football. Friday Night Live uh, follows, uh, followed by Ducks Insider. You know, next week, Ducks Insider, two hours. That's good. From now on. That's good. That. Jerry Allen and the boys taking care of business. Love That's it. right. And, of course, tomorrow morning you wake up with the Ducks uh, at home against the Cowboys of Wyoming. Uh, so looking forward to that. I say over 65. I say give the 43. Give the 43? Mm. Yeah, I yeah. do. I, it's so hard to do. because you, you know what? The Wyoming's not going to score that much. No, they've scored 34 in their first two games. Yeah. They only scored 17 against Montana. And the Ducks are always a team that's unpredictable. They seem to always cover. That's just yeah. why I yeah. don't like I I would never pick a 43-point game. Yeah, that's, that's but they crazy. still generally cover that. And Bama's given 48 this week too. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Absurd. It's crazy. Let's go to uh Peter in Sherwood. It is uh 417-7575. Petey, you're in the you're in the huddle. 
Oh my gosh, I've never been in a huddle before. This is awesome. How you doing, Rag? So I'm nice good. I'm so happy to be in this uh, gorgeous town of yours. Oh yes, welcome to Portland. It's so awesome. I'm so glad you're here. And uh, I'm. How you doing? I'm good. I'm more importantly, how are you? I'm doing fine. You know. Actually, you know, this dry, hot weather has really done a number of my fuchsias that were hanging in Manzibo, but I'm doing fine. I'm having a little champagne cocktail, and I'm just getting ready for week two. Do you want my Seattle prediction? I do. How, how are they going to do against the Bolts? Oh, my gosh. Well, Percy Harvin is going to get some mileage, and, of course, you know, I think Chancellor is going to do some hard hitting. And, you know, it only takes a better-than-average defense to kind of get in Phil Rivers' head, and we're talking Seattle here, and... And also, San Diego, they're, they're starting centers out, so that line is going to have some work to do. So, you know, Seattle's given five and a half points. I think they more than cover that. I mean, I, I see them winning 27 to 10. What do you think? Uh, well, I'm glad. That's a great segue, Pete. Thanks, thanks for the call. It is time for us to uh, pick uh, this game along with some of the other four, uh, 1 o'clock games. I, I, I tend to agree that the center being out is huge. No running a game, no passing game because they the the best secondary in the league is Seattle. I really like the Seahawks at home here. I would uh, I would uh, I would give the points. I mean, I would uh, I would lay the uh, cover too. They're going to win this game going away. So we're going okay. So Seattle at see here's the thing. Seahawks six and two on the road last year. A very good road team. Obviously, wasn't by the margin of victory that that we have come to expect at home. <laughs> right, but still a very good road team. I do think they're going to win. I think it's a relatively close game, ten points or so. I will say this: Seattle's offensive line. If they play Week One the rest of the season like they did Week One, they are going to be virtually unstoppable because James Carpenter looked like an entirely new player. Uh, Justin Britt, the rookie over there on the right mm-hmm. side of the line, looked awesome. And if San Diego can't get a pass rush, uh, it's, it is going to be ugly. It will be ugly. Uh, Ringer, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going San Diego on this. Or sorry, I'm going to Seattle on this. My bad. Uh, Seattle has three days extra rest on San Diego. They had to play the late game, so it's kind of like they have four and they just have the best team in football right now. I don't see Phillip Rivers doing enough just by himself, and I don't see a lot of weapons on San Diego that you can use without him. So uh, you guys are Seahawks big fans, right? I mean, obviously, Perkins, you're, you're a huge He's fan. He's the biggest fan. All right, so who is your all-time favorite Hawk? Um, is it uh, Jim Zorn, Steve Largent? Uh, I'm going Cortez. I was going to say Cortez. That was my next yeah. name to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Is there anybody on this current team that could rival that could get to that point? Yes, I, I do think that I, Earl Thomas. Mm. I love the way Earl Thomas, and he's been through some pretty bad Seahawks teams as well. I mean, Earl Thomas has kind of been through the ringer, not ringering, but the ringer with this team <laughs> in a lot of ways. I mean, Russell Wilson obviously has come in and changed the culture, but Earl Thomas, even when Seattle sucked, and they did with Charlie Whitehurst and all those guys at quarterback. He didn't complain. He just went out there, did his job. He was really the only bright spot on this team, and and I love what he does. Absolutely, Kurt, and Walter Jones too. Kurt is another Warner, one. yeah, yeah. Kurt Warner with a C. Um, yeah, he was good as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really like the way Walter Jones did things as well. One of the best left tackles ever. Four one seven seventy five seventy five. Talking Seahawks up until seven o'clock when your high school football takes over. That you know Perkins doesn't do enough here. He's part of that show as well. He's got to you know chime in. Where'd you go to high school? I went to Woodrow Wilson High School right here in Portland. And how are those, how's their football team? Any good? Uh, they were good a couple years ago. Damon Stoudemire is the pride of, of Wilson that. High School. How and, about and Dale that? Murphy as well. So good old Dale Murphy. Yep. Those are those are and me of course. But you know, I, I'm one of those guys that say Dale. 
uh, Hall, of, Hall Fame? of Fame. Yeah, yeah. I am. Never going to happen, though. Nah, probably not. Probably not. Had some great years with the Braves and Phillies, though. Let me tell you, uh, him and uh, uh, that, that Braves team with Bob Horner. You know, remember that team? Uh, you, of course, you remember. Well, yeah, you I remember well. that team. Of course. Of course. Uh, yeah, th- th- those, that's what, those, those are the Joe Torre Atlanta Brave years way back when. Yeah. People forget how awful a manager he was. <laughs> <laughs> he was a Mets manager, too. He was awful. But, of course, we're not talking awful managers from the 80s. Not on this hour. It's Seahawk Talk. We go to Don in Beaverton. Donnie, what's up? Yeah, I got Seattle winning by 28. 28? Yeah. On the road? Yeah, it's total dominance. You see, this is their first road uh, game, and they want to be able to go into places and let people fear them when they come in. So I think this is a, a good game for them to let them know that when we come to your house, you better watch out. All right. It's so not in our house. It's your house, too. So you're laying the points then. You say by 28. Yeah. I'll put a plus on there, too. Put a plus on there, too. All right, we'll put one on there for you. Uh, Donnie and Beaverton, uh, he's not a homer at all, right, guys? This guy, he's as impartial as it gets for Seahawks fans, right? We laughed at him last week because he said, I think, Seattle by 21, I want to say. Right. He was one off. Yeah, by 20. Yeah, well, you're playing the Packers. You think you're pretty safe that he's not going to get that one right. Yeah. On a Thursday night. 28 is a huge margin of victory over any team in the NFL, though. It is. And San Diego's a decent team as well. I think they'll win by two touchdowns, though. I really do think that. I hope you're right, because that that will help my heart and my stress level and my hair won't go gray as quickly. (laughs) Uh, 417-7575. You know, we got to pick the rest of the 1 o'clock games, too. We don't want to forget that, because we're going to try and get through all the pigskin picks to see who who has bragging rights within the studio, at least, to help these people pick their games at home, you know? So... Uh, we got to be able to brag about it on Monday uh, and not talk about, you know, who beats someone up or, you know, what, we're running out of offenses. We've got murder covered, domestic violence covered, child abuse covered. I mean, we, we got them all covered here, don't we? Stealing donuts. Stealing Golden donuts. Tate. Yep, that's covered. Uh, was it was it the crab legs? We got that covered in the college, too. Jameis Winston, right? Stealing crab legs. So we're running out of things to do wrong here to be offended by. 417-7575. Final segment before we get into Friday Night Live. It is the huddle on 750 The Game and on your FM dial at 102.7. Back to the huddle with Mike Rags, powered by Frost Brewed Coors Light, refreshing Duck fans all season long on 750 The Game, now on FM at 102.7. Yeah, big weekend series getting started up here in about 20 minutes, guys. Uh, The Seattle Mariners, Oakland A's, somebody's got to win finally, right? These two teams are just ridiculous how they're just tripping down the stretch here. Uh, They started 7-10, games of note. uh, You got Kansas City losing at home 4-2. To the Red Sox, a game they can't lose, really, because the Tigers are dominating the Indians right now, 7-1. to So the pennant chases get hotter over the weekend. And, uh, you know, I follow that stuff. I, I, lo- I love uh, baseball. So I'm And I'm going to the Mariners game, guys. So wish me luck heading up to Seattle uh, tomorrow after the uh, the trouncing of the Cowboys. You might be able to head up early. I would say by about noon you yeah, should be able to. Yeah, half-time-ish. I can always listen to the coverage on the way up. So it's not like, you know, it'll go away. Of course. Yeah, it's... Safeco Field is beautiful. It's it's a really nice arena. The fan base is great, especially when the team is actually you know good, good. Yeah, well. and they are. They're having a good year. I think uh, I think they take this series. I do. All right, let's get to the rest of our picks here in the NFL as we uh, 
we got to pick uh, the late games in the NFL, and, uh, and and we get some NFL music underneath. Can you do that for me? Oh, there it is. Gotta love NFL films. All right, we uh we left off with Seattle. We all like Seattle, some some to a greater degree than others. But let's go to Tampa Bay snooze fest, guys. The game I won't be watching. It's official. The Rams are in Tampa Bay. Holy crap! Make this interesting for me. Um, it's impossible to make this interesting for you. I will say this: since is is Sean Hill even healthy? A healthy no, Sean, no. A healthy Sean Hill isn't good and unhealthy. So they're down to like their third string quarterback. I'm I'm just gonna say Buccaneers at home because Lovey Smith. I don't know. Buccaneers at home for me as well. Even though Doug Martin's already in a dog in a doghouse, I said Doug house. Uh, I do like Lovey Smith at home here. The, the the Rams, you know, and Long is out. He's gonna be gone for like four or five weeks. Uh, their defense is going to be awful again. Uh, they lost that game at home to Minnesota. I, I got to go with Tampa Bay at home here. E? Uh, yeah, Tampa Bay, and I'll tell you why. The name Austin Davis. Any idea yes. who that is? Yes. <laughs> Do, no, I'm asking, like, keep going. Do you know who it is? Austin Davis? Actually, yeah, no, I don't know. That is yes. the he's starting the quarterback yeah, for the, the Rams now. Yeah, he's, oh, the yes. he's the guy. Yes. the undra He got in the game last week, the undrafted rookie. Yeah, took care of business. Oh, Let yeah. him down to a field goal. Yeah. Big yeah. clutch, late performance. That was a good enough reason for me. Uh, Kansas City in Denver. Kansas City in danger of starting. Not only in danger, they're going to start 0-2. They're in the Broncos territory there. Uh, Peyton Manning goes uh, crazy. Again, I'm not a fan of anybody on the Kansas City Chief offense right now. Uh, you're safe taking the Broncos at home here, boys. 98% of ESPN's pick em has the Broncos. Mm. And those 2% are diehard Chiefs fans. It's definitely the Broncos at home. Definitely the Broncos at home. Kansas City never wins in Denver. And Kansas City's offensive line, after being retooled, is terrible. Plus, they lost two defensive linemen getting hurt yeah, last two, week. Yeah, two Achilles injuries yeah, last week. Uh, you know, a game that almost rivals the Rams and Tampa Bay as a game I won't watch. How about the Texans in Oakland? The Raiders' home Raiders. opener. I like Oakland here. I like uh, I like uh, D- David Carr. That's David Carr, right? Yes, it's, <laughs> it's Derek, Derek, Derek Carr. Carr. Derek David Carr. Carr just got sacked again. Yeah, I- ironically, he's playing his brother's old team. He is, yes. yes. So I like Derek Carr coming in, kind of a- a- an unknown in a lot of ways. I think that they're going to beat the Texans, even though Houston does have a very good defense. Yeah, I'm going exactly the opposite on that. I'm taking Houston on the road. I don't care. <laughs> That's enough for me. Their their defense is better. That team is better. I don't expect Oakland to do much this season. Uh, all I have to say is two initials. JJ. The Raiders aren't doing anything on offense. JJ Watt is going to dominate this game. Uh, although Derek didn't look too bad last week against the Jets. He had his moments. He needed a miracle catch uh, at the end of the game there to get a second touchdown. I like Houston here on the road. Uh, they're not very good. Don't get me wrong. I just think the Raiders uh, are the pits. Coming up. All right, guys, are you going to join me? Kumbaya. <laughs> no. Get on the Jets bandwagon. No. This is the week the Jets shock the world and win in Lambeau. Anybody with me? Is there a cricket sound I was going to say, I was waiting uh, for the tumbleweed to fly by here. I think the Packers, another team that's going to be angry after getting embarrassed on national TV. Mm. I don't think this is going to be close. Sorry, Rags. I think this is probably they, a listen. They don't have Raji. That we're going to run the ball right down their throats. Three great runners, and Chris Johnson looks as young as he did. Come on, Ringer, you're with me. No, I'm exactly with him. Ugh. They just got embarrassed last week, and they've got two extra days of prep. 
This is a week I would not want to be facing Green Bay at home. I think your Jets are going to get stomped. Much like you are with the Seattle Seahawks, the the, uh, the the Jet fan in me is like, you know what? If I can get out of the first two weeks one and one, I'm okay. Even though, because I know I'm playing in Lambeau, we had to win that game last week. But I'm picking the Jets. Why you, not? You will notice I will pick them 16 I was straight gonna say, weeks. They're, yeah. they're going to go 15 and one this year, aren't they? Or is it 16 and I 0? I don't see them losing. I really don't. I got to be honest with you. I looked at their schedule. They only play the six best quarterbacks in a row starting this week with Aaron Rodgers. A lot of winnable games on there. Yeah, with no secondary, by the way, with no uh, defensive backs. That makes a lot of sense. So you're saying there's a chance. I'm picking with my head. Uh, great game uh, uh, later on in the day, too, with the Niners. Uh, Sunday night football. At home, the Bears, talk about a team that's got to be, they better be angry because they lost at home to the Bills. It's a tough, you don't want to start 0-2, Mark Tressman, do you? Yeah, I think Chicago's going to be able to run the ball, but uh, San Francisco wins this game in a close contest. It's the home opener, emotions, new stadium, all that. Now, they haven't scored a touchdown in their house yet, right? I think that's what yes. that has had a correct stat because the pre It was pre- a tough preseason. It was a tough preseason in their new stadium. Yeah, and and we can, you can only take the you know an offense going against Dallas's defense with a grain of salt, but the Bears didn't look that good either, and they were at home, so I think the Niners come out and get this win at home. I think the Niners, too. I mean, they put up 28 points in Dallas in the first half, really let up on the pedal. I think that Chicago scores a lot of points or at least gets a lot of yards, but they also got injuries to Alshon Jeffrey and Brandon, not Brandon, uh, yeah, Brandon Marshall mm-hmm. o- over the weekend. They're both banged up. I don't think that that offense looks very healthy right now, so I'm taking San Francisco at home. Yeah, I'm with you, too. Colin Kaepernick, Vernon Davis, they're going to score a lot. of The Bears' defense is not good at all. Kaepernick and Davis looked pretty solid last week. I'm with you. Home opener, emotional. Uh, Sunday Night Football. It's too bad. I I thought the Bears would be good this year, too. I don't like them starting 0-2. I really thought uh, with that, with Cutler being healthy now, and they got good offense and Forte, uh, they put up enough points to win some games. This is why I have Green Bay in the Super Bowl. I just think their path is so easy, and they're a good team. All right, the last game of the week is Monday Night Football. And, guys, it's actually a pretty good one. You know, ESPN kind of gets screwed here sometimes with Monday Night Football. But you got a decent one. You got Chip Kelly on the road in uh, Hoosierland, my uh, my uh, little neck of the woods, uh, Indianapolis with Andrew Luck. They should, we, we should see some offense. Can we count on that at least? I know, right? Uh, I, I definitely think there's going to be – I think I have Indianapolis winning 34-24 to 24 in this game at home. I don't think it's, it's maybe that close, but uh, I, I do like Indianapolis. Andrew Luck, man, he's he's the bomb. He's the cream of the crop with he the young is. quarterbacks. He, he really, really is. is. Ringer, what are you thinking? Picking Indy as well because the uh, whatever the Philly they had three injuries to their linemen last week. Uh, they, they're just banged up in the front. They're banged up in the back. They're going to score points, but I don't think that they're going to win. Uh, yeah, and again, the Colts, a danger of starting 0-2, losing at home. Don't really see it on Monday Night Football, although I think I think Chip Kelly is going to keep this game close. It, this is going to be one of the better games of the weekend. I'm really looking forward to it, and hopefully by then we won't have to worry about any crimes or misdemeanors at this point in time on Monday night. But then again, we got that whole day Monday to find something out, right? Of course, yes. We'll find out uh, probably something horrible again. All right, I like the Colts there at home in a a barn burner. Well, guys, we got uh, the week in the books. The huddle has come to an end for the week. How do you guys feel? We got three shows in. You guys feel pretty good about things? Ringer, any concerns? No, I'm feeling good. You feeling good? All right, you a good week of lining up guests. You did real well. Uh, uh, What about you? 
I feel like we are Baylor and everyone else is Buffalo. Well, Baylor is a ring is ringing it up. What's the score now? Thirty-five nothing. Yikes! Everybody else is Buffalo. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, Baylor looking good this year, boys. I agree. Could be that that fourth team. Maybe the Big Twelve. Yeah, they looked the big, pretty good yeah, last year until 12. that one game that mattered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good point. All right, here's the deal. Coming up uh, next, we've got Friday Night Live, uh, followed by Ducks Insider. Hey, high school sports number one in my heart. I love it. I'm gonna. I'm really looking forward to hearing the show, Perkins. And also tomorrow, don't forget Ducks Wall to Wall. We get you started bright and early. What time are we starting tomorrow? 7 a.m. with the world's most refreshing pregame show. Oh, my gosh. Uh, breakfast in bed and you listen to this show. It's going to be awesome. We're back on Monday. We'll recap everything that happens in the NFL, get you up to date with the stuff off the field as well, unfortunately. It's just awful. And AP should, should upset you because it is bad stuff. We're going to see how the NFL spins this one, guys, over the weekend. It's going to be interesting. All right. Have a great one out there. Don't forget to follow us all weekend long at Rags the Game. I spell it with a Z. At 7.50 the game. Enjoy your Friday night. Friday Night Live, more specifically next. It's uh, 7.50 the game and on your FM dial 102.7.